This call is Good morning. Thank you for calling to Clear Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning, Felicita. Good morning. Good morning, Kevon. So good to hear your voice. I heard a few other people saying good morning. It was Deborah Evans. Good morning, Valentina. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Good morning, it's Susie. Hey, good morning, Susie. Good morning. Good morning, Good morning, Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, and happy Wednesday to you as well. Good morning, Victory family. This is Pam. Can you guys just pray for me? I'm not feeling good. Oh, Thank yes, you. we certainly can, Pam. Thank you so much. I love you guys. Love you too. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alizita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Alizita. It's Deidre. Good morning, Deidre. Thank you for calling to clear the screen. This is Felicita Coyle's screen. Good morning, Felicita. Good morning, everyone. This is Lucille. Good morning, Pretty Patrice. Good morning. Good morning, Pretty Patrice. And there was someone that spoke just before Pretty, and it was a little muffled, and I didn't catch your name. Lucille. Oh, good morning. Thank you for calling in. Good morning. It's Diane. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Diane. 
Good morning, family, Miss D. Good morning. So good to hear you. Good morning, it's Barbara. Good morning, Barbara. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Valacita. This is Sonia. Good morning, Sonia. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else is on the line? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined us? Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who's on the line? Yo, yo, yo. Good morning, family. Good morning, Brother E. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning? Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones on mute and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you on your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Be sure to stay with us for the rest of the month for the monthly theme entitled The Faith Factor. You don't want to miss the messages, lessons, and heart shares that will be brought to you by our wonderful and gifted declares. We have two announcements. Today is the day that Declare Victory fasts for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you would like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. when we will call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, if you have been blessed by the call and would like to sow in to Declare Victory Prayer Call, please visit www.declarevictory.org or www.paypal.me forward slash Declare Victory. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. 
There are no new prayer requests from the app. However, we do have a spoken prayer request from Pam, and she's not feeling well. So let's just lift her up in prayer and pray for complete healing for Pam. Daughter, the call is as follows. Declaration will be done by Dion. Praying and corporate praise will be done by Sonia Fisher. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Declaration by Dion. Praying and corporate praise by Sonia Fisher. Closing comments will be hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off of mute. I now pass the call to Dion. Dion, if you're speaking, we can't hear you. Give me just one moment to send her a quick text. Thank you. Hey guys, good morning. I'm sorry for the delay. I was uh, sending a message back and forth. Praise God. Happy Wednesday. Um, just uh, thanking God this morning for life, for health, and for strength, and praising God for um, process and for how that He is moving things. Thank you, Tarina, for an awesome job as always with hosting and greeting. And thank you all for uh, joining this morning. Again, today is Wednesday. It's our day of prayer and fasting. And I'm a little fired up. I am only doing, uh, I think I'm doing all liquids today, and I will probably do it for an extended period of time. I need some absolute breakthrough. So um, thanking God for uh, just the mind to do the work in spite of and to keep forging and pressing and pushing forward in kingdom building and becoming um, an active, avid Fisher of men. And so I thank God for, uh, he does all things well. Our times are in his hands. And so uh, this morning, as we begin to porch forward uh, in these last, uh, not even, we're probably down to about 12 days at this point of the month of September. And um, you guys have heard me say the month of September, but of course, I did not anticipate <laughs> what I'm experiencing, but I know that the darkest hour is just before the break of day. So I thank God uh, for the joy of the Lord being our strength this morning. And so I am going to continue on the thread that 
we have been on with the same momentum that we have been in it on, and that is just forward and um, being stretched and being pulled as God begins to set us in um, those places that he needs us to be in for the world to be able to see that he is Lord, not our feelings, not our emotions, not our situations, not our circumstances, but that his will will always be done. Amen. And so with that said, just right before we go before the throne, Father, we come first with thanksgiving in our hearts, Lord God, saying that you are Alpha and Omega, God, your beginning and you're the end. You are the first and the last. You are the head, not the tail. And we thank you, Lord God, that you go before us, that you come after us, that you are our front and our rear, God. We thank you, Lord, for the host of angels that are encamped around us, that you send us ministering angels. And I pray right now in the name of Jesus, God, that for every person under the sound of my voice, you bring clarity, give revelation, unscale eyes, unplug ears, circumcise hearts, Lord. But most importantly, remind us of your active, avid, vehement love for us on a consistent basis, that if we make our bed in hell, there you would be. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that you uh, author every single situation, you author circumstances that even the enemy has to get permission to tempt and to test us. And right now, God, I pray that no flesh glory, that you would get the glory out of every single syllable, out of every single consonant, out of every single vowel, out of every single phonetic tone that comes out of my mouth, that you would be lifted up and draw all men unto you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And so, again, we've been in the Faith Factor series. Um, I want to give everyone an opportunity to take a moment and mute your line for me. I'll wait. Hallelujah. And um, this morning's text is going to come from Isaiah, uh, the book of, I, or as uh, Lady Trim says it, Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 43. Um, and, and I'm going to start at the top. The focal verse in and of itself is uh, Isaiah 43 and 10. But I want to read just a little bit of Isaiah uh, 43 in its entirety. Isaiah being the book that is, um, it talks mostly about redemption, it talks about the power of redemption and that uh, redemption is a price that was paid for each of us. But this book um, has so many different um, ins and outs of the power of redemption and how that God loved us so um, that he reminds us from the beginning or from the foundation that we belong to him, that uh, this is uh, Old Testament teaching, but it speaks of Calvary's um, expression of redemption for us as believers. And so this, this scripture came uh, to me and presented 
a truth that I don't know that I had paid a bunch of attention to, just like every other time the Lord begins to, to demonstrate and or show uh, his love or exactly how he loved us in such a way that uh, it, it began to change our hearts and our minds when we allow it to. You guys also know that I'm going to rattle off several different scriptures as, as time goes on, but that, that focus scripture is going to be Isaiah, the 30th chapter. So I'm going to read, I mean, I'm sorry, Isaiah, the 43rd chapter. My apologies. Um, so that, that, and there's still somebody that needs to mute their phone. Can you do that for me? Amen. So it says, but now, thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned. And the flame shall not consume you. For I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. In Egypt, uh, I give Egypt as your ransom, Cush and Seba in exchange for you. Because you are precious in my eyes and honored, and I love you, I give men in return for you, peoples in exchange for your life. Fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east, and from the west I will gather you. I will say to the north, give up, and the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, whom I created for my glory, whom I formed and I made. Bring out the people who are blind yet have eyes, who are deaf yet have ears. Listen. All nations gather together, and the peoples assemble, whom among them can declare this. You can declare this. And show us the former things. Let them bring their witness to prove them right, and let them hear and say it is true. You are my witnesses, declares the Lord. And my servants, whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me, God was not formed. Before me, no God was formed, nor shall there be any God after me. And so 10 says, you are my witnesses, declares the Lord. And my servants, get this, whom I have chosen that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he before me no god was formed nor shall there be there be any god after me hallelujah and so um i want to tell you this morning that 
you are his witnesses and you are that because he has chosen you. Hallelujah. And so this morning, I want to put on your mind uh, the idea, uh, the idea of a courtroom. I want to put in your mind the idea of a courtroom. And um, I'm going to teeter a little bit while I share, but uh, just even as I was speaking, the Holy Spirit redirected me uh, a little bit, and I'm going to trust him because he does all things well. Uh, when when I read the reality that we are his witnesses and he chose us, he selected us uh, to be jurors. He selected us for jury duty. He selected us to um, to make final decisions. He selected us to operate as he gives utterance and to operate in the authority and the power that he has given us as a people. Uh, and, and one of the things about a jury and a jury selection is you go through a series of questioning. You go through um, somewhat of an interrogation to see if you have the ability uh, to answer questions and to perform a service with and through a sound mind. Uh, they ask you questions about your political interpretations. They ask you questions about uh, your your proclivities or your idiosyncrasies, your prejudice, and they ask you questions about even if in fact uh, you feel as if you could judge uh, your peers effectively. And in so doing, uh, a, a panel is chosen of our peers in an effort to give us a just hearing. Uh, with that said, it means that one cannot make a decision without the other. When you're dealing with any type of uh, judicial matters or in, in the setting of a courtroom, uh, when you have that panel selected, every piece of evidence that they hear has to be uh, evaluated, has to be assessed, has to be uh, uh, some sort of an open book. There has got to be uh, a collective or an agreed upon verdict in any case. And as I started to, to just look at the truth that uh, when when the witness and the attorney sit together there as the panel is being selected, the two attorneys, both defense and prosecuting attorney, have a conversation that determines whether or not you are allowed to sit in that particular panel or on the jury to help effectively render uh, a verdict. Um, in so doing, they they make uh, a judgments based on and, and either the uh, prosecuting attorney or the defense attorney has a legal right to say no nah, I don't I don't particularly want that jury uh, that juror on the panel I don't I don't trust this about him or I don't trust that about him I, I want you to put yourself in the mind that that are you worthy to be on a panel that makes a decision 
decision uh, that will lend to the freedom, get this, the freedom of who is being tried. Are you uh, worthy of sitting in a seat that holds a certain level of authority? Because it, it takes a certain mindset uh, to be on a panel. I don't know about y'all. I got a jury duty summons the other day. I can see it in my mind as I'm speaking. And I look at it, and the first thing we try to do is figure out how do I get out of being on this panel? How do I move out of having to participate in, number one, you have to take off work. Right, there are some sacrifices with being on a, a jury. Uh, they pay you pennies on the dollar. However, it is legally binding. Like you got to call uh, in advance or you got to, to make some type of a, a statement why you cannot participate. There has to be a reason you don't get out of being on jury duty just because you decide you don't want to go. <laughs> I think you can miss it one time um, in in a, a couple years span, I'm not positive of the semantics of it, but I know that if you get jury duty, if you get selected for jury duty, you got to show up. It's a mandated document. It is a summons. It is something that pulls you from where you are into where they are to work with a collective body of people. Now, there are some reasons that you can get off. Uh, one of them is, is lacking soundness of mind. Another, another of them is having a bias towards, or, you know, we, we go up there when it's time for jury duty and we make up stuff so that we don't, <laughs> so we don't have to show up. I don't know about you, but I know I'm guilty as the Dickens. I have absolutely, um, done whatever I could to avoid being on a jury. Um, and I think more than anything, just because it feels like such a waste of time, uh, just because it feels like I, I don't necessarily want to play a hand or a role in sentencing, sentencing anyone to anything. Mute your line for me, whoever that is. Amen. Um, it's still not muted. Whoever that is, where you can hear it feeding back, it's you. Amen. It's still not muted. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Um, so in, in so doing, um, as I begin to think about this scripture and what it says and, and the power that it holds and the reality that uh, we have the ability, all of us collectively, um, to make the biggest difference in someone's life. Uh, we have to make uh, an agreement that their life is worth our time. Uh, we have to make an agreement that the sacrifice of the time that we, we render to them is worth our time. We have to be willing to um, forego some things in an effort to come together and agree upon some things to redeem one. The jury has the power uh, to give access to freedom to whoever uh, they collectively have to make a decision upon. Uh, there's something about being a part of the body of Christ. The body of Christ is such a collective uh, uh, effort. It is such an agreed upon or an agreeable thing. One of the things that I think that we don't get, we have this all men on island mentality. We have this um, 
you know, I got it. I can do it. I can do it on my own. But one of the things I, I know for a fact about a jury, I've never, ever seen a jury of one in a courtroom. I've never seen a single person have the obligation, a single person uh, have the power, a single person be able to decide whether or not a party is guilty or if he can go free. Remember, Isaiah or Isaiah is uh, the book of redemption. The power of a collective body, that means you and me and uh, Miss D or and Moni and Sarah and Dwayne, and um, it, it means so many different people at so many different times collectively coming together, uh, uh, spending this time together in the mornings or with your church family, spending time together on Sundays, and you guys having a collective agreement. Do you not know that one person that's out of sorts with what a verdict should be will throw the whole entire court case into being a hung jury, which means that that person is not really free to go, but what they are free to do is come again for an additional trial, right? Come again for an additional hearing, come before the courts a second or a third time. Um, I think it may only be a second, pardon. Uh, either way it goes, it takes that entire uh, process of people agreeing upon a thing, coming together and collaborating, coming together and comparing notes. And I'm not talking about what it takes uh, to find someone guilty. What I'm talking about is the power of agreement. One of the things about faith is uh, when faith starts to operate in one's life, uh, when you start to realize that your faith is predicated, uh, number one, on your experience and your exposure, and I promise I'm going to tie it all together, uh, there are things that begin to, to start to fit together. Uh, yesterday, I had, or the last few days, I've had some of the most trying days, and how many of you guys know that you know, when somebody is on their way to court, uh, I remember when uh, my brother was headed to court and, and about to get his sentence, there was a level of anxiety that uh, uh, most people cannot really explain or express. You can't put it into words, but you're, you're pondering what's going to happen. You're pondering what this one will say or what that one will say. Listen, faith requires that same level of focus or concentration or thought process. The only difference is there's no anxiety when it comes to walking into uh, the courts of heaven. And, and I'm saying all of that to say this. Listen, your yes, uh, coupled with someone else's yes, has the power to change someone's life. It starts to align us. It starts to bring us together. It starts to get us with or on one accord. Your yes is a mandate in an effort to make sure somebody else's life is free from bondage. Someone else's life is loose from uh, being imprisoned by their lifestyle or their thoughts or their ideas. The, the power of agreement when it comes to faith, as I have those couple of trying days. Once upon a time, I would have the, the before a sentence jitters, the before a court case. Even if you get a traffic ticket, there's something about walking into a courtroom and appearing before a judge. And even if there's no jury in that case where well, you got to wait for the judge to sentence you, there's anxiety. And I could feel the pressure um, of a group of my peers watching me to see how I would respond. 
Um, you guys know my the call that I have on my life is so um, just cotton pick and transparent. It's annoying. Um, but nevertheless, in an effort to help you understand how important it is for you to trust the process and that no matter what goes on, no matter what you feel like, no matter uh, uh, what the, the odds may be against you, that the truth is that there is a cloud of witnesses watching you right now. Right this second, that's all I'm saying, outside in the world, there, there are people that are observing you to see that when the enemy comes in like a flood, do you believe that God will lift the standard up against him? Now, you guys know, yesterday I, I put uh, one of my good 911 texts, and what I, what I realized was that um, I remember uh, uh, there's a story that talks about, Satan, what, what are you doing? What, what, what have you been doing? I've been going to and fro, seeking whom I may devour. Now, some of you may remember last year, September the 5th or 6th, we were at the hospital uh, with Josiah. There were things going on in his body, and it, it just so happened there was uh, nothing wrong at the end of the day. Well, yesterday we spent the majority of my day at the hospital, and when we got all the MRIs and the x-rays back uh, September the, the 17th, there was nothing wrong. How many of you know that the enemy tracks you and watches your patterns and tries to implement false patterns and create uh, anxieties based around times and seasons in your life? No different than people are watching you, he is watching you. No different than people are uh, collectively making a decision, yeah. Yeah, I, I believe she might believe her. Yeah, no, nah, they, they over there playing. Listen, the enemy attempted to institute a pattern. Now, the day before that, I had to drop my middle son off at the hospital. Now, here we are, two days in a row uh, of things back to back. And I remember once upon a time, I would have found the nearest wall to slide down. I would have had that before the courtroom anxiety. But one of the things you know when God has already rendered you not guilty, when he has already said to you, listen, check this out. I chose you, all the nations gathered together, and the people assemble who among them can declare this and show us the former thing. See, once upon a time, I used to be worried about what the verdict was. Once upon a time, I used to be worried about the possibility of a serious sentence. Once upon a time, because my hands were not clean, but because I recognize that I've given uh, enough evidence in the courts. I've, I've let my uh, defense attorney know, listen, um, this is this. Now, God said this. So I'm going to believe that. Now, I know uh, there's a possibility of things turning a corner, but the truth is that he chose me. He chose you. He chose you. He chose you. He chose you from the foundations of the earth before you were formed, before uh, uh, the foundations of the earth. You, uh, and it says, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Get this. I understand that God has the final say in every single situation, in every single circumstance. I understand that my steps are already ordered, that I'm already predestined, that I already have a way paid for me. I understand that 
upon the preponderance of the evidence. Hallelujah. I've already been found not guilty, so there's no anxiety as it relates to uh, the peers that are around me. But what I do want to say is a, a lot of times, have you ever seen a field courtroom? Hallelujah. You ever seen a, a courtroom full of family members and friends and uh, everybody sitting around on pins and on needles? One of the things I love about uh, evidence one of the things I love about evidence is that when the evidence speaks out loud, when uh, every single situation that you face, every test, every trial that you go through, uh, you already have in your mind that you win. Uh, I just came to tell you this morning uh, that it doesn't matter what the evidence looks like. You've already been selected. You've already been chosen. And the people that get to watch you get to see you win. They get to hear the gavel of fall in your favor this morning because the word simply says that I and my servant whom I have chose, he selected you for this good fight of faith. He selected you uh, to be an example or to be set apart as a faith factor. He chose you for the things that you're going through because he knew you could take it. He selected you for the tests and the trials that you're facing right this moment because he knew you wouldn't get next to the uh, nearest wall and slide down it. He knew that when it came time for court that you would put on your, uh, your Sunday best and that you would show up and because of the witnesses and because even of the, the uh, the jury, uh, they would see clearly that the judge have an ideal plan for you. They would, even though they go in and uh, evaluate the evidence, when is the last time you had a test or a trial? And instead of crying or fretting or getting worried, you began to tell the Lord, Lord, I thank you. I thank you for every test and every trial for it comes to make me strong. That's the evidence that identifies that you have a certain strong faith factor. That's the evidence that lets him know that you're ready for the next place. And and how many of you know that once the evidence is presented, hallelujah, and there's a ruling found in your favor, that you fool around and you get exonerated of all the charges, that means that none of the records uh, that the court was housing can be held against you at a later date. That means that every time you pass a test, every time you get freed or the sentence is released or relieved from a particular thing, that they cannot retry you for the same thing. I came to tell you this morning that I don't care if your marriage is on the rocks and you're you're feeling kind of uh, peculiar about it. Listen, uh, I, I came to tell you this morning that the verdict is not guilty and that the enemy can't try you in that. Hold your head up. Put your shoulders back and keep moving forward. Ask the Lord how to go about changing things, how to go about correcting things, but whatever you do, don't you give up. I came to tell you that if your money is funny this morning, uh, that the Lord allowed uh, the enemy to test you and to try you in that area. Uh, you may need to, to have some self-discipline employed. You may need to change some things about your spending habits. But I want to tell you this morning that as long as you keep your hands
hand in the master's hand and you trust his plan and his process for you, the jury cannot find you guilty because the evidence would say that I have a faith factor that's employed on my behalf that says that God, uh, uh, though you slay me yet, will I trust you? Listen, if something's going on with your children and you can't seem to put your mind around it, you can't pinpoint it, you can't identify it, you don't know if they're coming or if they're going. Uh, the word says that he'll gather your seed from the north, the south, the east, and the west and bring them in. You ain't got to worry about it. The evidence says that they are not guilty and that you don't have to worry because the case and the ruling has already went in your favor. Listen, if you're in a situation where you're on your job and you're being persecuted, where they're testing you and trying you for the trying of your patience, work your faith. Honey, let God work that thing in you. The evidence says uh, that he selected you, that they'll leave before you will. The jury will absolutely find in your favor and the judge will render a verdict that says not guilty. I read it in Isaiah, the 43rd chapter. Listen, take the time to read the entirety of Isaiah uh, 43 and get to know who your God is who your God was and who your God will be from the very foundations of the earth. I don't care what trial you have to enter. I don't care what case is filed against you. He already has a plan for your life. He already chose you from the foundation of the earth. And Isaiah 40 and 31 says, but those who hope in the Lord, will renew their strength. They will soar like wings. Uh, they will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Hallelujah. I'm at the point where you could try me if you feel like it, devil. Every single time you come, I'm coming right back. Hebrews 11 and 6 and says, and without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Listen, enemy, I don't care about your to and fro. I don't care about you checking for me. I'm not even concerned about if Jesus said, have you tried Dion? I know he did. And now guess what? I fooled around and I got this thing hidden in my heart that I might not sin against him. And, and Hebrews 11 and 1 says, now faith is confidence in what I hope for and assurance about what I do not see. Listen, I I know my son is in a hospital uh, that some would throw a stigma to, but if God could deliver my son from brain cancer, my younger one, if he could change uh, the, the outcome or the odds, and it's like he sent us to the doctor to let us know not only is all well, uh, but they did quick scans on his tumors, and it says it looks like it's getting a little smaller. Hallelujah, praise God. So while I dropped one off, uh, while I dropped one off, oh, struggling in his mind. I want the jury to check this out. Look, the evidence says uh, that my son has lost his mind. But the reminder was that if he healed this one with brain cancer, that he can heal this one with mental illness. All it did was remind me that I got to fight to fight, uh, that I got a case to fight. I'm fighting that the enemy would know without a shadow of a doubt. Listen, for God, I live and for God, I will die. For God, I will serve. I will I'll, I'll not only obey him, but whatever he, I will work the works of he who sent me while it's day. For when night comes, no man works. I bless God. Hallelujah. 
Acts 16 and 31 says, they replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. You and your whole household. I got evidence on this morning that there's a word that's already written. It is written, hallelujah, in the books of Dion that my whole household will be saved according to Psalms 139 and 6. I believe the report of the Lord. And so while uh, the prosecuting attorney, he might say, yeah, but you remember when she did X, Y, and you remember when she was so and so and such and such. I did it all, baby, and I did it good, but I'm so grateful that the day that I accepted the Lord Jesus as my Lord and Savior, that all that stuff that I did, and I did it well. You understand? I probably could have got a badge for it, but the beautiful thing is that God already accepted me and the beloved. First, Thessalonians 2 and 13. And we also thank God continually because when we receive the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it, not as a human word, but as it actually is the word of God, which is indeed at work in you who believe. Check this out. There's nothing you could tell me about this God I serve. He's a great God. He's an all-seeing God. He's an all-knowing God. He's an omnipotent God. So I want the jurors to take a look at that. In my case, honey, listen, when the gavel swings, it's got to be not guilty because it is written of me. It's got to be not guilty because he selected me according to Isaiah 43 and 10. He chose me for this seat. And I'm grateful for every test and every trial. I'm grateful for those that have to watch that sit in the court. Well, check this out. I don't know what you scared of. I ain't got time to be scared. I got a household that got to answer to what is written of me in the books according to the word of God. So I want to tell you this morning, listen, I don't care what kind of evidence the prosecuting attorney has about your yesteryear. I don't care what he, I don't care if you was a hoe. I don't care if you was a pimp. I don't care if you was gay or I don't care what you did. So, and moving right along, but check this out. This says that I always win. This says that I cannot lose with the stuff I use. This says that no matter what comes against me, if God be for me, hallelujah, if God be for me, I don't care what happens in your life. I need you to know that when the gavel swings and the verdict is rendered, you get to walk out of that courtroom with your hands clean because he chose you. He already knew your outcome. He knew, he knows your beginning from your ending and because your times are in his hands. I don't know what God is about to do. I don't know what he's going to do in my life, but I need to tell you guys as the cloud of witnesses that you are. Honey, I, I might be uncomfortable. Uh, it, it might not look like, uh, you know, man, that's a whole lot. It is. It is, but the God of a whole lot. To whom much is given, much is required. And there's a level of faith, obviously, that I'm going to need to finish this course, to run my, ah, glory to God, to run my race and to meet him empty. There's a, a level of stuff that I'll have to go through, but I need y'all to hear me when I say I'm up for the challenge. 
And no matter what he throws at me, my faith will be intact. I will trust God and work the works of he who sent me. I will believe God, no matter what the prosecuting attorney, uh, the accuser of the brethren might have to say, I believe God. I believe God. I believe God. And I just want to encourage you, no matter what you're dealing with, don't be distracted. Don't be hoodwinked. The jury is watching you closely. They're watching you to see if you're believable. They're watching you to see if you're a fake Christian, if you go to church Sunday after Sunday and that's all you got. They're watching you to see. You got some power? Can you move something? Can you do something? Will you speak and things happen? They're watching. So while we are waiting, do the work. Believe God no matter how you feel. No matter what it looks like, no matter what is going on, believe God. The verdict will always, always come out in your favor as I pass the call. Hallelujah, God. Father God, humbly as we come before thy throne of grace. Father God, you are the author and finisher of our faith, Lord God. We, your sons and daughters, come before thy throne of grace this morning, Lord God, giving you thanksgiving in our hearts this morning, Abba Father. Lord God, whatever it takes, Lord God, we are not going to quit because we win, Lord God. Lord God, we know that the blood pleads on our behalf and speaks on our behalf this morning, Lord God. Lord God, we come before thy throne of grace saying thank you, Lord God. Lord God, we come before your throne of grace, Lord God. Thank you for loving on us this morning, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for opening up our eyes, Lord God. We thank you for walking with us this morning, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you for walking with us through the waters, my Heavenly Father. Lord God, we thank you for walking with us and pushing us through, Lord God. We thank you for calling us forth, Lord God, gathering your sons, your daughters, my Heavenly Father, this morning, Lord God. We thank you for gathering us from the north, the south, my Heavenly Father, Lord God, from the east and the west, Lord God. We thank you for opening up the blinded eyes, Lord God, the ears, my Heavenly Father. We thank you for the blood, my Heavenly Father, because it declares that we are not guilty, my Heavenly Father. Lord God, I thank you, Lord God, that just as Jacob laid his head down on a rock, my Heavenly Father, it was no ordinary rock that he laid his head down on, my Heavenly Father. Lord God, because as the angels ascended and descended, my Heavenly Father, they spoke those things, Lord God, into his loins, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. They spoke prophetic things, Lord God, that spoke unto into generations, my Heavenly Father. Lord God, and as they spoke, Lord God, look where we are, my Heavenly Father, your daughters and your sons, my Heavenly Father. As we walk it out, my Heavenly Father, I thank you, my Heavenly Father, because you have called us by name, my Heavenly Father, Lord God, because everything that you have declared not that came down from the heavens, my Heavenly Father, we are going to continually go do, my Heavenly Father, because we are not guilty, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. Because as you have poured out your water on us, my Heavenly Father, it did not go on dry ground, my Heavenly Father. Your seed is going to continue to go on, my Heavenly Father. Lord God, we will continue to praise you, Lord God. We continue to worship you, my Heavenly Father. Lord God, 
You have taken off our grave clothes, Lord God. You have changed our garment, my Heavenly Father. You have given us some new language, my Heavenly Father. You have given it to where the environment will change, my Heavenly Father. You have given it to where our communities will change, my Heavenly Father. You have strengthened our hands, Lord God. You have teached our hands to war, my Heavenly Father. You have given us arrows to put in our quiver to shoot, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. We have put on the whole armor of God, my Heavenly Father, covered in the blood of the Lamb, my Heavenly Father, Lord God. But unto you, Lord God, because you are the author and the finisher of our faith, my Heavenly Father, you have strengthened our hands, my Heavenly Father. You have pulled, raised up the Nehemiahs. You have strengthened those that have put out their plowshares, Lord God, as they continue to build up the old waste places, my Heavenly Father. You have given us the mind, Lord God. We thank you, my Heavenly Father, as we continue to, continue to go in your might, my Heavenly Father, because it is by your power, Lord God, it is by your might and by your, your strength, my Heavenly Father. We thank you, Lord God, because by you, O oh God, we can do nothing, my Heavenly Father. As we begin to take our phones off of you, Lord God, and give you praise, Lord God, we begin to worship you, my Heavenly Father, because in the beginning was your word. And glory, the word glory, glory, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. Glory, 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 Thank you, 
your son Jesus shed for us. Thank you, Jesus. Our hands are clogged because of it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God, for the blood. Thank you that we're no longer found guilty. We are redeemed. Speak to us this morning and reveal those hidden things that we buried, those hidden things that are buried in our body. Lord God, that you would reveal them to us so that we can Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We don't have to be ashamed of them. God, we want to be cleaned of them. Kind of be ashamed. We want to be cleansed, God. So the enemy can no longer use those things as accusations against us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. 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 As we ask you to forgive us, to wash us in your blood, wash us, cleanse us with your hyssop. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that you, that you cut it off at the root, God, which is why we needed to be exposed, so that we can cut it off at the very root. Thank you, Jesus. For Holy Moses to do the work, that we don't have to fear the enemy. And we don't have to fear what things he might present. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your great name. Glory to your great name. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
So the presence of the Lord is here, you all. The presence of the Lord is here. I just feel a quiet spirit. I, I, I hear the Lord saying, be quiet as we stand before his presence. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, Dion, if I could say this, um, and, and, and then I'll, you know, back to um, um, people of God. Um, it is important for us to develop a discipline of silence when we pray because God is not going to talk over us. And, and I'm not, this is not a rebuke of any – this is for moving forward. This is not a rebuke about this prayer at all. Um, it was amazing. The corporate worship, that, that's what we're supposed to do in corporate worship is to worship. But even, even in our private time, there there should be a there should be a time set aside for us to be silent so we can listen to God. Um praying is not a monologue where we're coming to God just blurting out a bunch of stuff to him. It's important for us to pause, even sometimes incorporating it in our corporate worship. It's it's appropriate for us to be quiet so we can listen. You can't hear if you're talking all the time or or if you're worshiping um um verbally it is it is just as appropriate to worship quietly so we can hear him speak to us and he will um and so that is one of the disciplines that the lord wants us to begin to incorporate at least in our personal prayer time so we can hear him dion i'm going to give it back to you Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So this is is one of those times um, where I don't have a whole bunch to say. Um, Just very grateful um, that I understand today 
that the truth of God's word, no matter what we see, um, will always reign. The truth of God's word will always um, have the final say. So as as uh, yeah, as as we do, I will absolutely say good morning, good morning, good morning. And if uh, there's anyone that wants to say good morning now, good morning, Dion. Good morning, pretty. Good morning, good morning. Correction on this morning. Heard you loud and clear. Amen. Good morning. Good morning, Krishanda. Yes, good morning. No, this is Krishanda. Good morning. Oh, good morning. Hey, hey. Hey, hey. Sugar Foot, congratulations. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you. (laughs) Amen. Good morning, April. Hi, maybe. Hi, maybe. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning. It's Latasha. Good morning, Tasha. Good morning, Courtney. Hey, Courtney. I heard somebody else. Who else? Carla. Hey, Carla. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I miss you. I love you. Oh, I love you too. <laughs> good morning, Keish. Hey, Keish. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Mr. Deliver Demetria. Hey, Deliver Demetria. Good to hear your voice. It's been a minute. God bless you this morning. Thank you. Love you. Amen. Love you too, sweetheart. Anybody else? Amen. Y'all quiet this morning. Amen. God bless you. Hey, brother. Hey, brother Jeff. I was listening for you. Amen. Anybody else before we move forward? Good morning. This is Kiana. Hey, good good morning. morning. Hey, Kiana. Good morning. Thank you. Amen. Hey, Amen. Hey, um, just a, a real quick reminder for those that are interested tonight is um, the Archer Circle meeting where we have. Um, online additional intercessory prayer training and um, coupled with a little deliverance and so on and so forth. Uh, Nevertheless, tonight at uh, 7 p.m., you can jump online or slide by my house. Either way, I'll be here with bells on my toes. Um, Thank you all for joining the the conversation today. Did anybody get anything from the discussion, anything that you will be able to employ or empower um, just to strengthen you in how God is moving in your life? I hope there was an impartation of uh, 
just some encouragement and uh, greater faith. It, it's that time. It's that time. It's absolutely that yeah. time where we just believe God. Yes, ma'am, Lady Di. I I never looked at this scripture um, as being a court case. And Listen. when you when you start <laughs> to speak, and you know, as many times as I read this scripture. I just look right over that, and I look back at the last time I was on jury duty was when we were still working. I was on jury duty for six and a half weeks, and I was just terrified. I I had anxiety every morning when I went to jury duty. I hated jury duty. I said, Lord, I, I don't, I, I just, I'm just not comfortable with it. And it seems that every time they send me a summons, I'm selected. And, and each time, it's a murder case. Mm-hmm. And the last time, I was so, I was just, just nervous every day going, just, just irritated. I was and then some days in the courtroom, it was just so much anxiety and just so hostile. And on both sides of the courtroom, the courtroom across from us was a murder case. And both of them were shootings, gang shootings. And going in each day, there the halls is just full with family members and gang gang members and we have to leave when you leave there you're walking to your car with these same people it was just so much anxiety i'm like why me lord <laughs> and then I, I, I think about it i'm like why not you but it just mm-hmm. it just gives me so much anxiety that we're just right there with the people and all in the same setting and walking, parking in the same area, it's just, it's a lot of anxiety for me. To be honest, I don't care if I ever serve jury duty again, but each time I say that, I'm chosen. So I'm like, I I just (laughs) throw my hands up because there's nothing I can do about it. And like you say, God gives us that task. It's our civic duty and that we are bound by it. And so we have to do what thus says the Lord because it's right here. It's written. And it is I, just written. Have to, I just have to trust God each time I go, you know, because that's who keeps me during the time when I'm there. So I mm-hmm. thought this was a great message because it's around that time where they're sending out notice the one person that they never keep is my husband is because <laughs> he he worked with both sides, even Alameda County and San Joaquin County. So all the judges and everybody knows him from his former employer, from what he did serving when he was working for Alameda mm-hmm. County and for San Joaquin his job was he was uh, a union rep, 
So his job mm-hmm. was to deal with all these people that right. are in public sector. So they I don't keep it. him because he knows too much. <laughs> so, right, right, right. <laughs> Good but stuff. great declaration. I I appreciate it, and it gave me some encouragement. Amen. Love you. Well, that's all it's about. Amen. I love you more. Love you more. Amen. Anybody else have anything? Hey, good, good morning, Dion. I heard put the. Uh, I hear. I heard somebody else. I don't know. This was pretty Patrice. I thought so. And, and somebody else. Who else was that? Miss C. Hey, Miss C. Yes. Good morning. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Go go in that order. Go pretty and then Miss C. Good morning. Um, I just I just okay. received um in in your message that um. I am a chosen one. I am a chosen people, and that I have to be—I um, have to be ready at all times. Uh, mm-hmm. I received your text message. I texted Moni this morning, and I'm ready. Amen. And Amen. I'm encouraged. So thank you. <laughs> Amen. And if if you knew, and don't be threatened. Uh, what happened? I will. I, until Jesus get here, I'm going to threaten you. <laughs> I love you, too. <laughs> I know. <laughs> love you more. Amen. Go ahead, Miss D. And then, wait, there was somebody else that, that said their name after Miss D and Patrice. Who was that? Renee. Oh, Nene. Okay. Go, go ahead, Miss D, and then Renee. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, thank you for your message this morning. Going forward in faith and being called to be a witness, being chosen before the case even took place is yes, a major yes, blessing. Yes. As I listen to the voice of God in my own life, as I'm going into this arena, you just brought some things into line for me as the Lord has been speaking. And I think that was Tanya saying, be Tanya, to be still, be quiet, and listen, because God will speak in the middle of the trial, and he will lead us to the judgment as you talked about the judge and that gavel going down. But being that witness also is being uh, able to be seen and not just heard because as I watch you and I watch others, I see your testimony for myself to be able to continue the path going forward by faith, being stretched and tried and tested to continue to go on. As God has been showing me through this process, even when I am um, in my own head, because I got to get out of my own thought processes, because my thoughts will lead me into fearful places and to doubt. Not doubting God, but doubting what's the outcome. Not doubting God, but doubting my own ability to walk through the trial. Um, I'm thankful for being able to hear him, even when the storms have risen so high that is is sometimes unbearable and it's hard to press through. But as I was reading today, before I got on the call, I was reading in First Peter chapter five about casting your cares upon Him. How when we cast out all that we're carrying, if it's the burdens that we don't want to be weighed down under, being that witness to be able to stand even during some of the the horrendous storms that come through life. I'm just thankful this morning for being able to be here on this call today and for what I heard because he keeps reaffirming, confirming, and pushing forward to move no matter what it feels like or what it looks like around us because those places can be intimidating. Those places can be scary, 
but to hold on to God's unchanging hand and be that witness that others may see your testimony, my testimony, as we walk through these processes, even the enemy that comes up against us will continue to see that we are grounded in Christ and being a true witness to the word. I thank you this morning, my sister. God bless you. I saw you 911 yesterday. I stand in agreement with you and stand in agreement with me and my issues in the name of Jesus. Absolutely. Absolutely. No question about it. No doubt about it. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, Nay. I'm going to try and make this really quick because I'm trying to get out of here to get ready for work. But um, in your share, I was reminded of um, the reassurance that I have in him. Many years ago, I was a, I was chosen as a juror on a murder trial in Oakland. And if anyone is aware of the process, we had to fill out questionnaires. Well, a lot of personal information goes on those questionnaires. <clears throat> and I received a phone call in the midst of the trial. I was chosen. Someone called my husband on his job and said, hey, your wife is a juror on this trial that I'm on. And she, it takes 12 people to convict. If she goes against mm-hmm. the grain, I'll pay her $5,000. Mm. So when he told me that, I was spooked. Mm-hmm. I had never felt fear like that in my life because mm-hmm. this young man apparently knew him from secondary school or wherever. And the witnesses had been intimidated, right? So a fear that I never felt began to rise up in me. The short of it is we had we were sequestered, sequestered. We had to go in the jury room, look at the evidence and not talk about it, of course. Escorted to and from lunch. I was fearful to the point that I began to say, Well, I don't think he really did it. Well, and I started compromising the evidence and the mm-hmm. facts of the case. Mm-hmm. I had a dream. Mm-hmm. In the dream, <clears throat> it was on 98th and MacArthur, I'll never forget it. The defendant was on a BMX bicycle. I was standing on a corner and he started pedaling slowly towards me. And I'm standing there looking at him, waiting to see what he was going to do. As he got close to me, he stopped, he looked at me, and he turned around and went on his way. What God said to me in that dream was, I got you. You don't Mm -hmm. have to worry. He's not going to touch you. You don't have to be fearful. I have this case. I'm the judge and the jury. Mm -hmm. Got back to to deliberate, and I went from, well, um, maybe, well, if, but, to Convict that joker on first degree with special circumstances. (laughs) Because then a confidence arose within me that lets me know if God had my back, I don't have anything to worry about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He was convicted on involuntary manslaughter. But that dream 
was so reassuring to me in that moment because when I tell you I had never been fearful and it beforehand or since then, I've never experienced fear like that. But God showed up at that time to let me know, no, you're going to do the right thing, and I got you. Mm-hmm. When we went to go mm-hmm. deliberate, his little beady-eyed attorney was looking right at me. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I shook my head ever so slightly to let him know, nope, he's not getting off. Listen. Many years later, the judge, the judge's son and my boys played soccer together, and I was able to tell him about that story. <laughs> wow. Listen to this. Look at the scripture that the Lord had me highlight last night or early this morning just for you. Isaiah uh, 44, uh, verse 8. Fear not, nor be afraid. Have I not told you from old and declared it? And you are my witnesses. Is there a God beside me? There is no rock. I know not of any. That was just for you this morning. Hallelujah. <laughs> I love the word. Yes, ma'am. Look, look, get this. Isaiah 42, a bruised reed he will not break, and a, a faithful burning wick he will not quench. He will faithfully bring forth justice. Faithfully. You heard? (laughs) Yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) I love the word. I love the word. Amen. Anybody else this morning? Good morning, it's Tamisha. Hey, Tamisha. (laughs) Um. Thank you so much. This um it's been pretty it's been pretty hard to uh roll out of bed these last couple of weeks. <laughs> um and I just been blessed so much by you know, calling in every morning and today was also a blessing because this spoke to what I've been going through and I mean, I I never could serve on the jury because when you have a felony in the state of California, they don't let you serve on juries. But um, what what I did what I did think about was the how brutal the court of public opinion is, mm-hmm. and how you know the 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 those juries are. <laughs> Like people who ain't even qualified to judge you in the first place, mm-hmm. and and I I was on a call one morning and and I remember you saying like that God is a just judge, and then I had to remember I'm trying to remember now that everything I know about about God and about that. And about especially about the court system is that a judge can overturn a jury's decision. Mm-hmm. So, listen, listen. <laughs> that so I'm just, by itself. So I'm just, you know, I'm just working off that right now because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, 
I just, you know, when people have so much to say and they don't know, like, the truth, then, Uh you know, it can leave you feeling depleted and, you know, um, assessing yourself and shame will kick in. and, And even though I, like, and I've done nothing wrong. And so I just um, keep hearing God saying, like, my side of the street is clean. But that don't mean that it don't. It's it's not going to hurt um, because, um, you know, when people don't know you, they can only go off what they hear. And so um, I'm just staying, trying to stay focused. And um and hopeful and believe everything that God says about me, and um and then I was thinking yesterday because when I was on the call, um and I was in my car and and God, you know, it was like God was like, you know, I, I God is a, I just heard that I I serve a God who wants to give me the desires of my heart, and like, and so, but the thing is, is that my desire have to be in alignment with what his purpose is for my life. Uh And when I ask for something, it's not always going to show up the way I expect it to. Um, But but I need to, but I'm going to be grateful anyway, um, because the way I wanted it probably wouldn't have worked out. And so I'm just long as you know, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just trying to stay focused and not let the court of public opinion, um, you know, plant seeds of doubt and, uh, you know, discouragement today. So I just, um, thank you for this morning's declaration and, um, you know, thank you so much. Amen. You don't have to thank me. You don't have to thank me. This is when we take our confidence, even out of the evidence. Because listen, te- technically, our kid to the left, I'm I'm guilty to death of what I did um, before I made the decision to not do what I had been doing. <laughs> Period. There's there's no middle to it. But the truth is because he pre-selected me, because he already had a plan for me, because there was already an agenda for my life, because um, he already had a a desire for me that no matter what happens, right, that at the end of the day, because he's a just judge, now it may not always appear or feel fair, I know that he has the final say. I know that the outcome, the ultimate outcome, is based upon what he has written of me because he already chose me, because I've been pre-selected. And so after a while, we take our faith out of the public opinion. Uh, We take our faith out of what the anticipated outcome is, and we put our faith into the truth of God's word. So that we can continue to walk in truth and in life, it's, it's our responsibility. All you have, there's a confidence that happens when this word no longer becomes the word of God, but Jesus and Him crucified Himself. Right? The Bible is not a book; it is Jesus. 
It is the final word. And when you start to understand that, how you move around begins to change, how you take in your information, even that of an idea of a potential threat. I, I don't care, right? And, and I know that's me and my thinking. I'm over it. I've gotten to the place where I realize that I just, I, whatever, because it's going to be what it's going to be. The beautiful thing is he already knows what that it's going to be is. Right? He already has an idea of what the final say is. And when you understand that, um, you start to, there's a different confidence that happens. Listen, I, I, I yesterday probably, and I say all of this stuff before you guys, not for anything other than I need you to know that just because when it's my, when I, when I'm up, when it's time for me to share, everything is not perfect. Everything is not ideally how I would want it to be, but it does not change that he chose me. He selected me as a witness. He predestined these moments. He predestined these situations and these circumstances so that uh, when it's time for me to testify on his behalf, that no matter what happened, no matter what my circumstances or situations look like, I believe what he already said. I believe what already is. I believe that what is was. All I have to do is walk this part out, right? Because our faith has to be tested. A faith that has not been tested cannot be trusted. Will I believe God when all hell is breaking loose in my life? Well, yep, y'all have watched me for the last five years. I've dealt with the amount of uh, hell that somebody else may have driven off a bridge or gotten a car and just drove off from home. I don't have time for that because he said something. I'm looking for that. And I can't die until I see what he said. I can't quit until I see what he said. I can't change lanes or momentum until I see what he said. And all it does, for real, is make me mad. <laughs> I don't got time to be sad. Sad people don't get nothing done. I ain't got time to be depressed. Depressed people don't get nothing done. And I'm not saying that depression isn't real. And if you suffer with it, uh, that you might not need a little help because sometimes you need some. I ain't got time. I don't need no help. I didn't got mad. I'm ready to fight. That's what I want to do. I want to fight because <laughs> I'm a little hood. So anybody else got something? <laughs> yeah. To be honest, Miss D. You know, I, hey. I was listening to you, and I know we aren't chosen. We have been chosen for these battles that we're fighting because it strengthens our witness and our testimonies as we go yes, through. Ma'am. As you were talking, yes. I'm looking at my own self, and sometimes I have to sit still in the dark, in the quiet, so that I can hear and struggle with who I am because he is stripping me of self. Self wants to have the outcome that I'm looking for the way I want it done, but it ain't been about me. It's always been about his calling on my life, his calling on our lives to get us to walk in his righteousness, not my own self-righteousness. So that wrestling, not against flesh and blood, but against principalities in high places, takes place in this court arena that we're using as this analogy this morning, that court of self and God. That only court that matters at the end of the day is where I sit at the end of the day when Christ has called me into this place because we have been chosen at this particular time to stand against 
the wiles of the wicked. You know what I'm saying? And it's a blessing mm-hmm. and a challenge. And it is a hard-fought battle. It ain't for the weak of heart. It ain't for the mm-hmm. faint. You've got to stay mm-hmm. in it toe-to-toe no matter what. I have sat mm-hmm. here and, and walked in circles sometimes just listening for him to tell me what to do and when to move as he strategically places us on the battlefield and tells us when to go and when to be quiet and stand still so he can do the moving around and we can also witness his power and greatness because we've got to be able to see him marching in front of us, taking them blows that we can't even take or withstand and then standing there. And when he says it's time for us to move, time for me to go to be able to move and put forth whatever the assignment has called for. Thank you. This is, I love the conversation that's coming up. Amen. That's good. Hey, this is Tanya, hey. not Tanya. No, it ain't. Your yes, name yeah. is Renita. <laughs> no, it ain't D.D. Cherie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, while Miss D was talking, you know, the silent word came up again. Mm-hmm. We talk too much. Mm-hmm. Me included. I talk too much. I'm talking mm-hmm. about when I'm. We I, do. I go. I go to God, telling Him what I need Him to do, and you know, I'll I'll worship and I'll praise and I'll go and I'll list off all these things and I'll quote scripture and then I'll say, "Thank God, Amen." I'm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. It's great. Mm-hmm. How you gonna have a whole you? Okay, you call me because you want to show up. You come have a whole <laughs> conversation with me, and you don't let me say nothing. I, Not I one can't word. <laughs> nothing. So, so as Miss D was talking, like I got this picture of I've never been in the army, so I don't even want to try to perpetrate. If there is a somebody that's in the military, pretty Patrice, I know she's been in the military, and if somebody else has been, if I'm say something that's wrong let me know. But I got this picture. Y'all know I got a vivid, sanctified imagination. I, I got this picture of of of, of a um, uh, group of soldiers. I forget the name you call them, but whatever. Um, I got, the, and you know, like a soldier, right? Uh, no, the captain or the person that would give them the commands, whether it's a general or a major, whatever, giving them commands. They stand at attention and they listen. I don't know that they get a chance to ask questions or to give their opinions, but they stand there and they listen to the instructions. They receive those instructions. If they got something to say, they ain't saying it out loud because there are consequences. We don't serve that kind of God. But what I'm saying is is that God wants to give us instructions. He's, He's waiting to give us instructions. And we miss them because either we talk too much, we leave too soon, or we're just not paying attention. Um, I had another, I had a conversation with my sister. My uncle is transitioning. They sent him home to just be comfortable. Um, you know, and he's 70-something years old, he's, but he's, he's suffered for said, the last eight years or so. Um, and I said to my sister, I said, um, I had an experience when I went to go see him Sunday, and it, it freaked me out. Like, I... I don't know if it's because I'm still in the grieving process that might have had something to do with it, but I saw something that like really it grieved me to the point where I just totally in the, I didn't care who saw me, I just kind of lost it. I didn't go crazy with it, but the tears came from nowhere. Um and I it was I was fighting to compose myself because of what I saw. 
I believe I saw something in the spiritual because when I went back, I didn't to his room. I didn't see that thing. So, but anyway, I'm trying to, I'm going to wrap it up um, and I'm going to connect the dots. So I was saying to her, I said, Deb, you know, very often I hear people say, you know, oh, that person's death was so unexpected. You know, I had no idea. Mm, I beg to differ. I don't believe that anything happens. Listen, I don't believe that anything happens that we're not aware of. We, we that that catches us off guard. We we very often are not paying attention because we don't take the time to listen. Sometimes we don't take the time to watch. We ignore the um the feelings that we get of oh you should call so and so oh you know go by so go by the house and see so and so or send so-and-so a card or, you know, drop a little change on so-and-so or, you know, like we get these, we get instructions very often. It's just that we're so busy being busy that we don't pay attention. What that got to do with being a witness? What that got to do with instructions? You can't get the instructions if you're not paying attention. We are supposed to be on guard. We're supposed to be alert. That's why the Bible told us to watch as well as pray. I think that another thing that I have done is that, that the word is there. Ignorance of the law and ignorance of the word is not an excuse because it's there for us. But we've got to pay attention. when, Like Diane said, like that scripture been there this whole time, and I never saw it as a witness for that. How much more have I been missing? So, like, I, I'm on this thing now where I want to, like, I feel like I want to make up for lost time to get all that God has for me so that I can fight appropriately. I'm going to say this last thing. Yeah, I remember when you started talking to us about the arrows? It was last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? That was a leading mm-hmm. to this. Mm-hmm. Do you, see the, do you see the puzzle connected? Mm-hmm. Like, because understanding the court system, and which, you know, is a, a new for people, or it's even new for me, understanding that we are with, it's all a part of it, so we can be strategic about how we pray and what we pray. Anyway, I feel like I'm rambling now, so I'm going to stop. Thanks. Amen. Um, you know, I as as the Lord has, um, hey, Deontay, come here real quick. As the Lord has began to move us into more strategic territory warmness for me. Um, I am I am watching how he is making us in the microwave. Um, marksmen in the spirit, right? And so a lot of that, there are a couple of scriptures and, and I'll wait until uh, next month. Next month is going to be a little bit different because what I want to do is start teaching and training on um, how we, we need to form um, our prayers and center our prayers around an expected end, right? Based upon what the word says. Now, get this, this time last year when Josiah got sick, um, I wasn't, I can't say I was freaking out because I wasn't, but I was a little bit more fretful or concerned. But, right, the trying of our faith working patience in us I started to pray very differently um, and, and all of that, even, you know, having been praying for years and years and years. But the reality was, in most cases, I was praying amiss, even though I was using the word because I did not have the collateral that I have currently. I did not have the exposure or the experience that I have currently um, with 
seeing what effectual fervent prayers look like. They are arrows. And Jesus, the word itself being the bow, the trajectory starts to change when you paying attention to your target. Imagine yourself holding a bow, shooting an arrow, and ain't no target in front of you. That's what we do when we don't know what the word of God says about who we are. There is, like you, you on the whole another uh, playing field. When you just at shooting your arrows at nothing, you ain't never going to hit no target. You will always be fearful when something happens. Listen, I don't know what didn't happen to me, for real. Everything is hilarious. Every all I could do when stuff happened, I just fall out laughing. I'd be like, for real. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, but that came as a result of knowing without a shadow of a doubt that I'm not just I ain't just saying stuff. I don't got that to do no more. Um, that even when I pray, I'm not I'm not just praying as a form of anything. I need to pray until I feel the power of God move because my words, just as praying my heart, is useless. That's one of the reasons why we talk to you all now about the gift of your heavenly language, right? There are things that that your spirit will speak to my spirit that I may never understand with my intellect, but my spirit understands and operates in such a way. Now, I just heard that. Don't play with me. It can go down right now. <laughs> Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else? Hey, Dion. Hey, ZZ hey. family. This is Gloria. How you doing, y'all? Love y'all. I'm, gang I'm gangster right now. <laughs> Amen. 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 Listen, I'm I'm back at work, so I didn't get to hear all. I okay. didn't get to hear any of the declaration. I just got a little bit of the feedback. But I'm looking forward to hearing the declaration, and I'm 100 in with you because it's time. <laughs> time for the gloves to be off. Time to kick the devil Listen. back where he belongs anyway. And God has made us victorious, and we ain't, I ain't stepping back. God bless you. Right. I love y'all very much. Thank you for your prayer. <laughs> love you more, sis. Thank you, babe. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Well, if there be nothing else, um, you you got something? Go ahead. Oh, hi. Um, this this Nikisha. Um, I just hey, hey um, just very encouraging. Um, I, when you were saying about the the time of the year and how the enemy will do things to make you remember about what happened either last year or years ago and or even things could be happening simultaneously it was like whoa because I really am, am dealing with that like right 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 now and mm -hmm. I'm just like okay it's um, called tracking that's what it's called tracking you yeah yeah and and, what's called a false burden that's what he does create a false burden Right, and it's like getting even more intense because I was really angry uh, this morning with with my body not being able to, like, move. Like, the alarm went off again. I was like, I'm not calling in. I'm tired. I was like, nope, I got to hear what's going on. 
on this line. I don't know. I'm, I don't. I don't know. I mean, maybe I need to go to um, DV Anonymous. I don't know, cause <laughs> I, I don't know. So silly. I've been addicted to other things. I mean, hey, I gotta go to DV. Addicted to people, addicted to food. Uh, You know, it's like okay. So, but anyway, seriously though, it's like okay. It's like I am. I was like looking for a scripture to like try to get it out, but I'm just gonna go with. All my heart is because he lives, I can face another day. And, you know, if if God can raise Jesus in the dead, he could get me up off this bed so I could do what I need to do, pain and all. I just have to just do what I need to do. And I'm just so grateful for just everything that's been taking place over the past two years in my life with Declare Victory and just everybody says they can hear it. I can kind of hear, you know, the maturity or whatever, but I I know I still complain a lot, but it's better. Um, I'm declaring. It's going to get better still. Just keep <laughs> Yeah. Just keep yeah, opening I, your mouth. Yeah. We can yeah. hear it. I can definitely hear it because once upon a time, you wouldn't say nothing. Well, there you go. <laughs> like a whole bunch of people that are on this call right this second that will not say anything. But it, it it's a process. Like, we, I ain't mad. You just keep coming. One day, listen, pretty Patrice used to get on the phone and grumble. Baby, she Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Honey, and now, and now that's a whole lion. Do you understand, pretty Patricia? Oh yeah, I, I, I see the pictures. I see the pictures. <laughs> Congratulations, evangelist. <laughs> yes, I've seen it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, praise God. Yeah. Well, you know, it's a process, but you know, hey, um, I keep showing up and um, keep doing the work, and um, right. yeah. I'm here, reporting for duty. That's right. right. Listen, put your boots on, because we got got some devils to stomp on. Honey, I don't have time. Uh, When I say unbothered, listen, I need you to be clear. Uh, I just be like, oh, well, moving right right along, praise his high name. Amen. Hey, Dion. Hey, Dion. One one last thing. I knew what it was. I I realized what it was. Nikisha just made me realize a light bulb went off. Um, first of all, Nikisha, you know, um, warriors, football players, athletes, professional athletes, they show up even when they're injured. They show up when they're not feeling good. Girl, just keep going. Um, uh, and and, I, and I, that's not to de-edify what you said. That's not to take away from the fact that you have some real stuff going on in your body. I'm encouraging you to keep going, keep showing up, and keep um, keep speaking because it is a pretty amazing that you do open your mouth. But what I heard this morning when Pretty said, even though it was real quick between the two of you, her sound has changed and it's pretty now. No doubt. doubt. See, some of y'all don't know, and I won't go into details, we call her Pretty on purpose. It's a part of her testimony, and maybe one day she'll share it, but it's a name that God gave us for her on this call. Pretty, your, your sound has it's changed. It's pretty. Man. Okay, bye. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. It's the truth. Because I, I remember when it wasn't pretty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was kind of scary. 
It's yes. It, <laughs> no, it, I'm yes. <laughs> but this, this the part we you so stupid. This is the part we all need to know. Everything has a sound. Uh, right? Everything. Uh when you are fearful, when you are indecisive, when you are curious, when you are bitter, when you are angry, everything has a tone. Right? And the more you spend time with God, your discernment begins to heighten and you start to hear that stuff and you can speak directly to it. That's what aiming is. That's that's what aiming looks like. So like the root of bitterness. The only way you counter that is with love and kindness and gentleness and temperance and um mercy and grace. You can't you can't change that kind of sound with being bitter back. What's that look like? <laughs> then you just got extra bitter. No thank you. I yes, want to sis. see some liberty. Yes. Go on, girl. Good uh, morning. You know what? Good morning, everyone. I was Good just morning. thinking uh, about when we were talk, uh, talking about the sound and how, you know, all of us have changed. And uh, the ones who were basically there in the foundational times, I think that our change was deep, hard, and long just to set a precedent. But I believe that in this time that we're going to see people's sound being expedited um, much more yeah. quicker because of, yeah. you know, we're able to talk about what we have experienced and how God has moved in our lives and um, and how he has stretched our faith, you know, and right. we, we, know who we, we know who we are and who we're yeah. becoming. You know, we yeah. know who we're becoming. So when we come up here, you know, the the, the opulence of the call is so, uh, it, it sounds so much different, you know, than yeah. what it used to. Like you said, it really does. And um, mm-hmm. it's, thera- it's therapeutic, you know, and it has become, um, I, somebody posed the question, uh, is there really a healing salve? Where is the healing salve and where is it located? And I thought it was the craziest question, you know, when uh, mm-hmm. if Jesus is a bomb in Gilead, where's the bomb located? <laughs> where's the bomb located? And I was like, well, he's likened unto, you know, a healing salve, you know, um, that was expensive, and it, the, the the healing was not in the the bomb, but it was expensive to have, and it was fragrant, and so that's who that's who. That's who declare victory has become, you know, and it's, it's, it, it, it is expensive. It really is because it costs you everything to be this transparent, you know, and to deal with some things so we can mature, you know, the maturity that has, has happened. And, and we could come up here and think that we just all of that in a bag of chips, honey, after a while, give it a few months, you'll find out, oh, my God, I need to, I need to work on this right here. Like Tan said, being quiet. Most people don't study to be quiet. Most people like to fill, fill the time with talking, you know, um, and, and especially if you're one who is an orator who likes to talk, and it, it's nothing wrong with that, but it's knowing when to and when to be quiet. That takes maturity, you know. So the, being grateful for this line and hearing Nikisha, uh, her talk about, you know, showing up and being, you know, in pain, you know, and all that, baby, that comes along with this right here. 
you know, right. it'll it, it it's some good old it, it's it's a good old exercise to do in the morning. It's a good old discipline to do in the morning to get up even though you don't feel like it. We we that's how we go into prayer. We don't take our feelings into prayer. You know, not when we're praying on somebody else's behalf. When we're calling, uh, um, when we're calling a meeting between the heavens and the earthly realm, we don't show up in our feelings. You know, we show up learning to listen, the discipline of listening. What is it that I have? Well, whose case I have to plead? You know, who do I have to stand in the gap for? So enjoy who do I have to be a witness for? Yes, who do I have to be a witness for? Yeah. Go ahead, whoever said good morning. Who was that? Good morning. Good morning. Go ahead. Hi, this is Monique. Hey, I was trying to talk and I was on mute. That's why I know the devil was alive this morning, but I'm saying that I'm safe. <laughs> a lot of breath, but it's all right. But I just want to share. I love the dialogue this morning. And you know what? Praise God. Because, you know, the last couple of days, I'm going to share this. I've been with my daughter. And you know, the spirit. And I found a journal, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? I'm trying to do right. everything. I'm trying to help this person, that person, and I've been exhausted. I've been praying on it, but I've been exhausted. <laughs> and I came home yesterday, and she walked right past me, and she didn't speak. And I wanted to react. I wanted, and you know the spirit said, Monique, be quiet. Be really quiet. Don't say anything. Because like you said, I've been shooting them arrows and I'm not hitting nothing. They keep bouncing back. God, why well, I can't get through to her. But the spirit last night, he said, Monique, be quiet. And I was quiet all day long. I'm talking about looking in the journal, death, through all this crazy stuff. I'm like, God, what's going on? But you know what? I was quiet all day. I didn't speak and I did not react. And at the end of the night, my phone rang, and there was a young lady calling me to help her. And she said, well, you've been my sponsor, my sponsor. I said, God, I don't have nothing, right? I, I can't help nobody. Look at what I'm going through with my child. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. But him telling me to be quiet, he was telling me to rest. So I'm so glad I did that. And you know what? Being about God's business and taking that phone call and accepting the call. When I walked in the house, she walked past me and God gave me the words to speak to this child. It was words. I don't even know. I can't even remember what was said, but I got to the root. The root was revealed. Looking in my child's eyes, I got to the root last night. And you know what? The enemy on all my children. So much I hear, but you know what I say today? So what? Because God is the winner. He so what? What's going on? He got him. And I'm not going to be shooed by what I see today. So thank you. Because I didn't know what was going on. Why are you telling me to be quiet? I'm the parent. I should react. I need to do something. But Tanya, thank you. Because you know what? Being quiet, I was able to hear him. So thank you, guys. Have a blessed day. Great stuff. Good morning. That's, that's, good. that's called maturity. Hey, good morning. This is Barb out of Lodi. I just want you guys to know that I'm here listening, loving on the sound of everybody, loving on the Lord. Miss um, Dion, I just want to let you know I'm praying for you. Uh, my hardest thing to do is to be still. <laughs> Jesus, keep me near the cross. I have uh, I have tinnitus, and so when I and I, so I've trained myself not to be in the quiet. 
because mm-hmm. it bothers me that tonight it's that ringing in my ear. But what I found out is if I get outside of the house with the sounds of nature, that that, that helps me to become one. So that is going to be my regimen. I need to get outside of the house and just be at peace in God's nature and uh, and let and listen to him. And I thank my girlfriend, Krishanda, for that. <laughs> yeah, get out of that house, girl. So that's what we're going to do today. Everybody have a wonderfully blessed day. Thank you. Hey man, I'm gonna correct you real quick, real quick, um, Barbara Avalodi. You have been diagnosed with. You got to change your language. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Change your language. Change your language. You've been diagnosed. Just because you've been diagnosed does not mean you have to accept it. Amen. That's all. That's all. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. Well, to God be the glory. Listen, keep winting. And as they went, they were healed. The more you went, the more healed you get. The more healed you get, the more qualified you are to help somebody else. I'm going to say this last thing, and then I'm going to let you guys go. Uh, During just the course of my testing, my phone rings pretty much all day long and with people and their issues and their circumstances. And the other day, as I'm taking my baby to drop him off at the hospital for um, his evaluation for his mind. Um, I probably talked to three or four different folks and prayed for four or five more than that. And, and I'm saying to myself as I'm doing it, Lord, I'm going through all hell. And still, my phone, for real, this is how we do it. This is how we doing this thing. But listen, I consider it a privilege and an honor um, you know, once upon a time, I didn't have the capacity while in the middle of my storm to just keep going and to keep on doing and building the things of the kingdom. But what I want to tell you is that as I uh, ministered to other people in the middle of my storm, it gave me strength. So don't be intimidated or uncomfortable or frustrated about having to be there for somebody else as you go through. The more you minister to them, the more the Holy Spirit will minister to you and help to pull you out. So don't don't despise it at all. Just keep going and keep on talking about the things of the kingdom and walking in the things of the kingdom, no matter what it looks like on your end. I assure you that not only will God get the glory out of your life, but through you pushing through those painful moments of your own, um, he will begin to open doors for you. So I just wanted to say that before we left. And um, don't forget, today is our fasting day. We meet back here at 5 p.m. For those of you that are um, in the Archer Circle or you're just ready to go to the next level, listen, meet me tonight. I've got some bootlacing to do, and I can't wait to do it. I look forward to it. Um, Meet meet Miss Diane and I back here at 5 p.m. just to seal our prayers and our requests and petitions that we place before the Lord. Honey, let's aim. Uh, I'll say it like this. Ready, aim, and fire. Let's let's get it, y'all. I love you guys. God bless you. Meet you back here in the morning, 6 a.m. Same bad station, same bad time. God bless you all. God bless you, too. We love you. Thank you. Love you. Yes. Somebody say my name. Hey, before we go, I just want to ask you all to stand in prayer with me on this court proceeding. It's for visitations with my grandchildren. 
Oh yeah, okay. I'm Stand on it. With me I got that. And and what you I just said you. is being that witness when we are down and going through our own stuff. Continue to be a witness for Christ. Love you, sis. Amen. Thank you all. Love you Very all. Good. Bye. Yes, ma'am. Got it. Bye, guys.